0: If you're a spiritual entrepreneur, no doubt, you're following an inner calling, a a passion, something that lights you up. But how do you know when you're on that path? How do you know that this is the calling for you? And what do you do if you find yourself off the path? What do you do when you find yourself in aspects of confusion or maybe some frustration or doubt? What is it that you do then? Well, that's why we have Trish Bishop here. Trish is going to walk you through the four cardinal directions and using some key questions that she helps her clients with to help them get back on path and help really start to understand what their calling is. So what you're going to go through here is one, how to really shed what's no longer serving you. How to really shed what all the, the stories, the fears, the doubts that are no longer serving you. Two, how to face and acknowledge your deep inner fears. Three, you're going to open up to your true potential and what's possible for you. And four, what you're going to do is actually choose that direction, actually how to step into your purpose and really make that path. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name's Tyson Sharp, and if it's also your mission to heighten consciousness, yes, you are a light worker. And it's in this podcast where you execute that heart's mission by integrating your spiritual and business growth. This is what I call stepping into the role of the heart-centered CEO. This is the version of you who knows the numbers. You know how to grow an audience. You know how to create more impact and more income. But every business strategy is done through the filter of love, compassion, consciousness, and contribution. So when you're ready, take a deep breath. And I'll see you on the inside. Hello, once again, my online family, welcome back to another episode of the Awake in Your Business podcast. Yes, you know this face, it's Trish Bishop, an uh, incredible part of the Serving Circle. We're talking all about how to discover your path, because so many people are wanting to find their path, they're wanting to find their purpose, they're wanting to find more passion and zest in life, or what Trish would call your 10 discover your true 10 claim back that 10 in your life. And many people are asking, how do I do that? How do I get there? How do I discover it? How do I uncover this? I'm following my, my excitement and I'm, I'm trying to get on this path of, uh, of business, but I'm not too sure what's around the corner. I'm not too sure what's next. And so if that's your passion to, to discover that path and discover your journey, Then this is what we're all about. So Trish, I'll give you—I'll read your bio real quickly, and then we'll dive uh, into—we'll dive into your story. So Trish is the author of *The Question Journey*, a shaman, intuitive, empath, and certified angel guide. As a highly successful IT project manager, Trish was diagnosed with sclerodoma in 1998 and was told she had seven years to live. After refusing all medications, she, uh, this resulted in Trish making some radical changes in her life, including diet, exercise, and a host of spiritual discoveries that resulted in what she calls a beautiful, scary, ridiculous, and amazing journey to reclaim her health and ultimately her life. Her mission is to empower people to reclaim their 10. I'm assuming that's a 10 out of 10, not a 10 out of 100.
1: It's the 10 out of their 10, (laughs) hundred percent. Yes. And that's, and that's important because a lot of times people are looking at other people's tens and going, you know, I'm not that. And what we need to do is just step into the 10 that we are.
0: Yeah. Before we dive dive into your story, what, how would you describe, how would you describe your 10? How do you know, how does someone know when they're at that 10 level?
1: You know, I think that there's an important piece there, which is, um, having people in your life that see the 10 in you that helps to facilitate your ability to see that. However, what it feels like when you're stepping into your 10 and you're owning your 10 is that this conversation around, you know, if you're, if you're the type of person, for example, whoever says, Oh, wow, you know, I really need to create some boundaries. That conversation would never happen for somebody who stands in their 10 because Mm -hmm. when you stand in your 10, you already have those boundaries. If you are the kind of person, for example, who, um, you know, is not sure which direction to go or think that you're really good at something, but you're not really sure because you keep comparing yourself to somebody else, you wouldn't be in that position if you claimed your 10. And the really cool thing about being in your 10 is that you're in flow, right? And when I say you're in flow, it means that things are just easy. So there's not just road bump after road bump after road bump. Now, easy does not mean you don't have to do the hard work. <laughs> easy easy means, let's put it this way simple not easy okay that's probably the better way to say it it's simple so it's not like you're hitting a roadblock and then you go this way and there's another roadblock it's like you're just moving so you're still doing work you're still showing up you're still doing all the things you need to do however as you do them there's more synchronicities there's more there's more things that are showing up that are that are you know Um, Aligned with what you do people show up out of left field with through a virtual introduction that you never would have imagined and take you down a whole new path that just continues to open and open and open. Rather than feeling like you're banging your head against a brick wall. So really stepping into your 10 is is um, it's being aligned it's where your energy and what you think and what you say and how you feel is in alignment, right? Because when we're not in alignment, people sense that, and there's an inherent distrust as a result of it. So that 10 is really where all of those pieces, it doesn't mean we're complete, right? This is a journey, we're always going to be in that process of growth. But what it does mean is that those pieces come into alignment. So who you are, is who you are, right? You're not trying to be something that you're not, you're not wearing the mask, You, you just are stepping out you know, as some people, and, and the big fear around this is people step feel like they're stepping out naked, right? And in essence, you are because you're showing your true self. So, um, you know, just moving past, hey, you know what? I look pretty good naked.
0: <laughs> have that confidence. Doesn't matter, yeah, if yeah, in, totally. doesn't matter if you're in lockdown or what it may be. You can wear a mask, but you don't need to wear clothes. Exactly. No <laughs> so tell us a bit about I, I do your have story.
1: pants on. I, I do have my pants on, Tyson. Oh,
0: good. <laughs> good to have that clarified. Yeah, exactly. We'd love, to hear, we'd love to hear about your story. We'd love to hear, well, first of all, what was it like to be told you have seven years to live? That's a crazy yeah. part of that journey. But tell us all about that part of your life and how it's sort of all this came together to helping people in what you call the journey.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's interesting um, because there was two things that happened kind of around the same time. I and mean, one happened a little bit earlier, started in like 92 when I launched the first internet service provider in Canada. Um, and you know, that was insane. I mean, that was absolutely insane. I remember it was funny, I used to go into rooms and we, every Wednesday night, I think it was, we did introduction to the internet sessions and we would try to convince people that email would be a good idea someday. And they thought we were insane. Um, so, you know, it was it was the floppy disks, it was all of that. So it was phenomenal. Um, that was my first exposure to what it was to be on a high performance team, um, you know in my corporate in my corporate work. However, it was also, you know, where I became addicted addicted to adrenaline, which which I think was a big contributing factor to, you know, manifesting that uh, the uh, disease that 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 I did. So in ninety eight, I'd just given birth to my daughter. Um, and uh, I'd had these symptoms for a couple of years. They weren't able to diagnose it for a couple of years. And finally, They did diagnose it as uh, scleroderma and, you know, I'm I'm sitting on this bed in a hotel, sorry, in the hospital. The doctor comes in, you know, she, she tells me that you have scleroderma and, you know, we're going to put you on an aggressive round of methotrexate. And we estimate you probably have seven years to live. And, you know, the reality is, is that I think if they had said, you have cancer, I probably would have been afraid, but (laughs) I had no idea what scleroderma was. So uh, I probably didn't know enough to be afraid. Uh, Which definitely worked in my favor and fair enough. Um, But there was a couple of things that happened. First and foremost, my intuition was like, absolutely no to the drugs. Absolutely no. And I had no idea what I was going to do because let's be real. Back then, you did not have access to the plethora of information that we do now. Like you didn't, right? You couldn't go onto the internet and search out natural, you know, holistic, cha- you know, healing options or anything like that. It didn't exist. So, you know, I'm literally going to the local natural health food store and looking at things on the bulletin board <laughs> to try to find people who could help me. And I did everything. I mean, you name it, I probably tried it through that process because here's the deal number one, In making that decision, and having just given birth to my daughter, I already had a son who was seven years old at the time, my husband, of course, it's like, I had no desire to to die, I did have to face my fear of death, right? So that was part of the process that that I had to go through. Number two, I never took ownership of that condition. So I never have said in all of these years that I have that condition, I, I say I was diagnosed with, right? So I never ever took ownership of the fact that I had it. And number three, when you make a decision like that, oh, I'm not going to take any medication. Well, you don't just go home and wait to die, right? There's a, there's a massive personal responsibility piece in there where it's like, okay, so what do I do now? And, and figuring out what that looks like. And so the next piece is, of course, putting yourself first and being willing to understand that if you don't commit to what you need to do, you're not going to be here for your family. Right. So, you know, really, really, um, taking that ownership and, and moving into that space. So I literally tried everything. Like I said, you name it, I've done it past life regression, astrological, you know, um, <laughs> you know, colonic hydrotherapy. I mean, honest to God, like if, if it's there, I I've, I've, I've probably done it. Um, however, what I would say is that I believe that we can set ourselves up physically for disease in how we treat our bodies, the food we eat, Lack of exercise, mine was adrenaline, adrenaline addiction, I do believe, to, to a great degree as well. Um, but what, how we manifested, I think, it is, is definitely a function of where you are, uh, you know, emotionally and spiritually. And for me, I had a very closed heart at that time. And scleroderma is a very restrictive disease. It uh, It is a condition that creates scar tissue inside of the body, in essence, a very simplified version, until the organ cease to function. So, you know, it um, it's very, very much a, a reflection of where I was. So for me, you know, while I definitely did the diet and exercise, 100% I did, I'm not going to say that I didn't. Um, I do believe that the most contributing factor to the fact that I'm here now was most definitely that spiritual journey of discovery um and figuring out you know who I was and who I needed to be and how I needed to show up and forgive and surrender and you know all of all of that. All of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you have you read uh Anita Morjani's book, Dying to Dying to Be Me?
1: No, I haven't oh, okay.
0: that's something something you you'll you'll it's it reminds me of what you're talking about here where she was diagnosed with with um, with cancer and just in the lymph system all over. And in her story, just to cut it short, she uh, she she physically died, and in the other realm, basically was told that it's not it's not your time. You're ready to you need to go back. But what she was given was this insight that of of why this disease was able to manifest in her body, and it was all around. She wasn't stepping in, in her power. She wasn't doing what she was um, here to do, which manifested in this in this physical disease. And so, what you're describing here is, well, when you align with more of who and what you are, and you, you're doing your path on the, on on this planet, you're spiritually and emotionally aligned. With that journey, and that what manifests in terms of your your health, physical body, is the byproduct of that. Is that the way yeah. you would describe it?
1: Uh, absolutely, I, I I absolutely would. I think you know, and and you know what, it's really interesting that you say that because even even in the in the food space, right? So there was one year that my husband and I did a one year cleanse. It was ridiculous, and uh, and and the thing was, we were the entire thing we were focused on just to, to that point that you mentioned was. Uh, he, here was the thing. There was, there was a sentence in a book that we read that said the, the root cause of all disease, other than that, that, which is a genetic two to 5%, um, is toxins, malnutrition and stress. So we decided to do a science experiment. We both went in two different people, two different sexes, two different conditions. Okay. One pro- same process, same results. So we basically went in, remove the toxins, remove the stress and nourish the body. And at the end of the year, neither one of us had any symptoms, Right that was pretty powerful in my world. So, but the thing was, is that we were never focused on weight loss, for example, right? Weight loss was a byproduct.
0: All right. We're back. Trish just got dumped by her internet. So she should feel very, uh, very welcomed back. But if we, if we keep our internet together, we'll see what we can get through. But if you have, if you want to kick back where you left off, uh, that would be great. All about, this sort of journey was unfolding for you right so there was there was all this emotionally and spiritual health that you that you were working on and as that sort of unfolded for you you realized okay well the things the things in my life are starting to become the byproduct of my alignment with my with myself right so what was that change for you what sort of shifted what what was the what was the sort of big pivot point for you? Was it something you tried? Was it something that happened? Was it something that you realized? When did everything start to change for you? You know,
1: I think there was a couple of, of key points when when that happened. But for me, what what I call it is I call it locking in, right? So so when I say that, what I mean is when the moment happens, it's like I literally feel it like go right up through my spine like a steel rod, like it is locked in. I am committed. So whatever it is, I'm committed to it, right? So the one piece was when I knew I wasn't going to take any medication, and I had to own. I had to own that. I had to be take personal responsibility for. Okay, what do I do now, right? A um, next piece was really facing my fear of death because I knew that the more energy that I gave to that fear, the more I was actually hindering my ability to heal. Um, another pivotal point was. Um, I I remember this is so interesting, right? And this is, this is the thing. So as you uncover that, that, that trigger, right? So for me, I know it was the closed heart. I know it was from the fact that my heart was closed. Uh, And I I remember very clearly a very good friend of mine, a coach. And I worked with many over the years and in in many practitioners, I'll call it. But in many cases, they they were coaches as well. So um, I remember her saying to me, Trish, I want you to imagine your heart is in a box, whatever that box looks like for you. It can be a beautiful treasure box, whatever it is, right? Imagine it in your mind. And she said, you know, now that once you've imagined that, I'm going to give you the key. Well, holy crap. <laughs> I want to tell you, it was weeks before I used that imaginary key to open that imaginary box.
0: <laughs> what did it? Right? What, 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 gave you, what gave you the courage to say, okay, I'm going to use this golden key. What gave you the courage to finally to finally do that?
1: I knew if I was that scared of doing it, it was the very thing that was holding me back from where I needed to go. Mm. Right? Like if it didn't mean anything, then so what? But if I was sitting there for three freaking weeks, scared, you know, out of my mind every time I thought about using this imaginary key, this imaginary box, hello.
0: (laughs) What were you scared of? What were
1: you scared of? Um I think, I think for me, it was the idea of opening my heart, right? Like what I might find, you know, when I opened that box, right. Uh, Bruised, battered, torn, you know, neglect, whatever. Right. Um, And then, and then there's also this function of, of um, okay, well, you know, there's two pieces, right. And there's the, there's the conscious level, which is, okay, what am I going to find when I open the box? There's the subconscious level, which is the next layer, which, you know, which is, okay well what does that mean after i've opened the box right like am i now going to have to open my heart and what does that look like and you know uh, i think there's a subconscious piece around that that also you know is enough to scare the crap out of you so um so you know just really r- really understanding that you know until until you're ready to they, you do this all the time tyson like this is your gift right like you and i have had conversations we have coached me and and helped me to really kind of uncover that deep, deep rooted, you know, five year old issue that that created this, you know, deep rooted fear, belief, whatever it is that's holding you back. You know, you have a real gift for that. So so that was that was the big piece. So I, those were a couple of the trigger points. I, I think there would be a few more as well. But ultimately, in each one, you have to choose right. And and I think the biggest part of the journey for most people that is that is challenging. Is that they can't see the choices, right? How do you choose when you cannot even see the choice before you? That becomes that becomes a difficult part of that process. So, you know, uh, a, a notification, you know, a, a trigger or a, a, an indicator of the, a choice is you're scared crapless. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: many people are there. Many people are in that situation, and and this this aligns with getting on your journey, getting on your path. I think being part of living from your 10, where like you said, is, is total alignment, is to heal the very things that are stopping you from achieving that. And yeah. it takes a lot of courage to open up your heart, live more vulnerably, live more open. Where it's like, holy shit, what happens if I get hurt? What happens if people find they see the real me and they don't like that? Mm -hmm. and they reject me what the hell comes up in the form of fear around those topics and i think it's really going through those it it is going through those which allows you to open up to your ten. because if you have this closed heart which many many people do the vast majority in fact it's it's an unfolding right and it's it that's why that's why it's the journey but it's the, it's the intent to open up your heart more and more and more to live a place of unconditional love more and more, to live from a place of courage more and more. But it's, it really is, it really does take that courage to get that key and say, you know what, I'm going to open up. I'm going to see what's in there. I'm going to face these fears. I'm going to face whatever, whatever's um, stopping me and holding me back. And on the other side of that, I'm going to surrender to whatever comes next. Like that takes a lot of courage.
1: It, you are not joking. It, it, it really does. And, and that's why, you know, the, this work of, I, I've, I've done a, a number of different processes over the years. And um, what I know is I'm the warrior, I'm a warrior of the light, you know, um, for the brave. Right, I, I'm not the kind of personality that's going to work for someone, work with someone in an effective way, um, if they don't have the courage to step into that. Right, mm-hmm. like I, I'm just not that person. There are many beautiful, beautiful coaches who are that person that can help bring someone along who who um, you know is not ready for that yet. Um, that's not me, <laughs> and I and I understand that, and that's okay. Uh, I'm I'm the one you know who's there for the person who is ready mm. right so you're not you're not sitting there wondering right you're like you've gone down the path and gone down the path and you know had all done all kinds of work and and it's like you're still sitting there going please like I'm, I'm ready i'm in i'm committed right let's just do this right um that's that's the person that is that is the best match for me just because of how my energy shows up, right? Like the energy has to be a match, you know, you know that. You know, you have to be a good match for the, for the person that you're working with. So I hold space for, for that um, and, and people, and, but it, the courage is, that, that is the key. And, and surrender is also key. I, I wanna pull that one out too, because a lot of people, and they're not wrong, um, very much are, are in the belief that the, the work is forgiveness. And, and they are right to a degree, and then you move into surrender mm. right so it it's not a it's not a one stop shop where okay you go back and you forgive all the people and you forgive yourself that absolutely has to happen 100% I, I absolutely agree with that and i i continue to do that on a regular basis and surrender is the next step of that journey and and that's that's the that's the tricky part honest to god i'm not joking i remember being in when i lived on vancouver island being on my front yard, laying on the lawn, grounding, right? Doing a surrender process. When I was done, like I felt like a gutted pumpkin. <laughs> you know, when you take your metal spoon and you're like digging out the inside of the pumpkin, like that's what I felt like. Like I was like, oh my God. You know, so and then you you feel gutted for days, right? And then you have you have a choice. What am I gonna allow back in? Right. Now that I've now that I've cleared the decks, right, and I've surrendered. What am I going to choose to now own? Who am I going to choose to now be? Who am I going to choose to allow to come back into my space, right? And and engage with me. What am I going to allow? You know, and and so it becomes a very conscious activity where you get to choose how and who you are um, and how that shows up and and what else you're going to allow in your life. And, And so it's a very, very powerful process for sure. And it takes a lot of courage.
0: Yeah, and what what a shift that might, what a shift that will be, like what you're describing, because what you've, you feel like this, this empty pumpkin, because you've, you've emptied out what I would call the false self, these, these patterns that we have been conditioned to say, who and what I am is what I have, or who and what I am is what I do, who and what I am is the opinions of other people, you know, these egoic patterns that have served us in some way, but are now keeping together this, this limited self, this small story of who, who, and what we are. And as you surrender and do these deep, this, you know, deep grounding process and, you know, on Vancouver Island, what you're melting away is what's not you. And therefore you feel like, Holy shit, then who am I? But that (laughs) makes space that now makes space for what you're describing is conscious decisions to say, okay, well, what do I? What feels more aligned with you know who I want to be, my vibration, and who I really am? What do I want to bring back in my life? Who do I want to bring back in my life? What am I la- now allowing? What is it? What what now is a? Am I able to make those decisions? And so, it is that process of 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 healing and 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 uh, what you would describe as you know that gutting out of what's not you to make room for what's closer to who and what you are. And so that would be my question. When someone comes to you, and they're wanting to find more of their path, they're wanting to find more of their journey, and say, "Okay, I want this. I want this alignment stuff you've been talking about. I want this. I want this. This ten stuff that you're that you're talking about. What is that process like? I know you go through these these cardinal um, directions, and yep. that's what you walk people through before we go into before we go into those cardinal directions that are going to help a lot of people here." Um, what are some of the challenges that people are facing when they come to you? What, what sort of stage are they at? What are they describing their challenge as and the problems that they have? Give us a good understanding there before we dive into the, the different directions.
1: Typically, what I'm finding is that people, the people who are coming to me are people who have already started the work, right? So they've they've already done some of this work. So they've already stepped into forgiveness. Um, or they've already ad- adopted or embraced as spiritual practice. They're doing their meditation, um, or it, but the challenge is is that they keep asking the same questions and getting, in most cases, you know, it could be the same answers, but they know that though that's not the real answer, right? So they they're continuing to look outside of themselves for the answer, whatever it is. So so I can't say the challenge is. Um, their business isn't getting off the ground or because these are people coming from all different walks of life. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason that they choose to come on the journey is different in every case. However, what is the same is that they keep asking these questions. They, maybe they go get readings done or they, you know, they talk to friends or whatever. And they keep asking these questions. And no matter how many times they get an answer, um, it doesn't resonate. And it's not resonating because they already know the answer to the question. Here's the interesting thing with powerful questions. At the moment you're able to articulate the question, you already know the answer. And this goes back to the courage conversation because the courage conversation is, are you willing to entertain the answer that you already know, right? Mm -hmm. The purpose of going out and asking other people is to avoid the answer you already know. (laughs) So, So the challenge they're having is they have, so sometimes these deep, deep questions are around a lost loved one or a partner relationship that's not working. Or a business that I'm trying to launch and and it isn't getting where it needs to be. Whatever that, you know, whatever that challenge is, there there is something around it that you already know you need to do. And you know because you've already articulated the question. And yet you're going everywhere you can to get the answer to that, except where it actually is. And and that's that's the people, you know, those are the people um, that are prime for the journey because the journey is an introspective. Uh, process. so I'm not coaching you by asking you questions, right? You're actually doing the work uh, but I'm setting you up in such a way that you can do the work so you know where you need to go in order to get those answers uh, for yourself. so so it is a it's a very beautiful process. I do it with myself <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, it's a very beautiful process. it's a hugely transformational process. I mean I am blown away um, by the transformations that I've seen, but the challenges are really going to be that person that's at that place where it's like, they keep asking, they keep not getting the answer. And they know, they know the answer and they're just, you know, they need to be ready to be able to acknowledge what that answer is.
0: That's, uh, I hear the collective people listening to this being like, Trish, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready <laughs> going. And bring it. And, and, but before we do, let's take a, take a breath. and. Take in what you just said because it's so big. It's most people looking outside of, it, of themselves for the answer, and they're looking everywhere where it's not. It's inside you. It's 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 already you. And if you can articulate the question, you you've, you've you already know the answer. It's already there. And so, take in that truth. And. If you're ready to go deep and if you're ready to understand that you're the answer and the answers are all in inside you, then we can rock and roll with these, these cardinal directions. So let's walk through these so we can give everyone a bit of an insight in terms of the, the different directions, what they have to offer you and how they can help you on this journey and on your true path. So let's start with the direction of South. So south is all what you've what you've wrote here is shed what's no longer serving you. So what is that? What does that mean for you? And how would you guide someone through that to help them find their path?
1: Yeah. So when we when we do the journey, um, I have a, a sacred deck that I use. So it's a uh, a deck of, of cards that I use, and and those cards get selected um, through a ceremony that we that we host, and we can do it virtually. So the card actually drives what the South looks like, right, uh, for the individual. However, releasing what no longer serves you or shedding, uh, you know, in the South is represented by the serpent, right? And it's about shedding the skin. So the South is really about looking at those things that are no longer serving you. And the really interesting thing about this work is, is that it's as tangible as it is ethereal, right? So So while we are doing the majority of the work through meditation. It's also about being very aware in your day, right? So it could be, as, as you have mentioned before, the things you have, right? So are the things you have that you believed you needed really serving you? Are the people that you've chosen to have in your life really serving you? Are all the applications that you've purchased to support your business really serving you, right? Is there a way you could simplify? Is there a way you could get more streamlined? Is there a way you could be saving saving money? You know, so so it's 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 a combination. It's not like it's, oh, you know, let's go off to meditation land, which is a great place to be. But it's not all about that. It is about that real world application of starting to see, right, and being open to the things that are around you um, and really asking yourself a hard question about, Is that really serving me, right? Or, you know, I I, have become ruthless with my closet, for example, right? Every six months I go through my closet, although I haven't had to do it since COVID, but (laughs) uh, because I pretty much wear the same thing every day, Um, but I used to be ruthless. And if I didn't wear it in the last three months and I'm not wearing it in the next three months, it's gone, right? Which also factors into being much more discerning when I'm going to purchase something, right? So I'm no longer just going out and buying whatever clothes are out there. I'm being very, very specific and very intentional around what I buy, right? Rather than just having a closet full of clothes. So so there's these things that are real world and tactical. And there's also these things that you're going to find in your meditation that are around relationships and that are around beliefs you have around yourself and how you show up in the world and, and stories that you've told yourself. That you need to let go of because they are not serving you so it is it is a combination of both it's very much on the emotional and the ethereal level it is very much on the tactical practical real world level
0: yeah it's so it's all integrated right and so if you're listening to this you can ask yourself okay what is it that i need to shed what is it that's no longer serving me is it people is it things are there is it is it ideas or stories that you know is coming up or you know, is the way in which I'm applying my business, can it be more streamlined? Can it be more simple? Can it be more uh, more specific? Can it just be more minimalistic in terms of how I live my live my lifestyle, right? So mm-hmm. people can ask themselves that question and start to yep. unfold. So is it a matter of just making those decisions consciously, you know, one after the other and say, okay, it feels aligned to remove this. It feels aligned to get rid of that. How, how do you reckon they... What's the best way to sort of apply that sort of knowledge?
1: Well, what it what it does is it will bring up those issues similar to what I talked about before with the heart in the box, right? It'll bring up those issues where you you're it'll bring up those things that you need to face now. So it's not like you would do um, a journey of this nature and and you're done and it's great, right? <laughs> you know, they, there's so each journey. Uh, like, for example, I've done three for myself since December of last year, right? So and and it's not to say people have to do them all the time, either. It's just to say that in, in each journey, um, when you're in the south, something will come up, and you will feel it because you feel that visceral, um, you know, resistance, you know, fear, whatever it is. And, and so it's not so much that I'm going to go out and figure out all the things I need to release. It's that as I'm entertaining those things, Something is going to trigger something for me. And that's the piece I need to work on. And then, you you know, they would work with me to, to, you know, whether it's a specific guided meditation or other tools that I have that can help them to move through and shift that energy so that they can move past it. So it's about figuring out what, you know, if I look across the landscape, whether it's emotional or practical, tactical, whatever... When I look across the landscape, what is the thing that really triggers me and creates that resistance? And then let's work through that piece so that that can move aside and we can get ready to step into the West.
0: Okay, great. Which leads us into yeah. the West very nicely. So the West is all about face or acknowledge your fears, which I assume mm-hmm. quite a lot is going to come up as you're coming out of of the South and having all this stuff all this stuff come up. What is this? What is this direction all about? Uh, how do people apply in their life? How does that help them with with getting on this path and and understanding their ten?
1: Yeah, um, you know, facing your fears and acknowledging them, and I use the word acknowledge very specifically because uh, it's not about getting rid of them necessarily, right? That's not always going to happen. There, I think there's an element of of acknowledgement and ownership of it. That can allow it to coexist. It's not like you have to obliterate every fear you have. I don't think that's the the intention. Um, so acknowledging is is sometimes enough, not always, but sometimes enough. Um, you can have the fear. It's are you willing to stand in it, right? and and continue to move forward regardless. so so that's the piece around the acknowledgement. But you know, for me, I remember what was that fear that I had? Oh, my gosh, it was crazy something about, you know, it was, it was around money for sure. It was around money. Um, and, and there was even work that you and I did uh, together, Tyson, that, that brought up a fear, although, you know, it wasn't, and it, it was really around shame that I felt in asking for money, right? That was the conversation you and I had. And, and so when you, I remember it was something along those lines when I did my, one of my Wests and, I literally, you know, did the same guided meditation, like four times a day for two straight days, (laughs) like, you know, just to reprogram, let go, surrender, you know, go back on the timeline, look at the situations that created it, you know, and it isn't about, you know, again, solving it necessarily. It's about acknowledging and owning it. So if I acknowledge and own it, I can still move, I can still act, you know, even though it's there. It's the fears that you don't own and acknowledge that are really holding you back and you don't know it, mm-hmm. right? So the West is about uncovering those fears that, that you're not seeing. And it's, it's, really, um, it's, a, it's a really powerful process and, and anything can come up. Right? Like it can be, again, about relationships. It can be about money. Oftentimes it's about money for people. It could be that idea of, wow, if I show up in my ten, will I be found lacking? Right? Will I be found less than? Am I worthy? <laughs> because at the end of the day, all of the people I've worked with over all of the years, that's that's the nut that you got to crack, right? It's the worthiness issue. So, um, you know, and that shows up in a multitude of ways. There's a hundred nuances around worthiness, Right? So, uh, you know, how all of that shows up. So, so the, the West is very much about, about facing, seeing the fear, facing and acknowledging the fear. It's not like you have to solve it. It's just to say, oh, there it is. And, and this is what it's causing. This is the important piece. What is the result in my life? Because that fear is there and I didn't see it. Uh-huh. Right. That That's the big thing. And, and that's the big thing that most people are coming back to me and saying after they've done this journey is to say. I thought I did all the work. I cannot believe what came up, right? Like there was still stuff there that I didn't have any idea. And, and you're a, you're a brilliant at pulling these things out too, right? The things that we don't see, because those are the things that are holding us back in a way we can't even see we're being held back.
0: Huh. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And I feel like I always need to be uh, the bearer of truth news because <laughs> so many people are like, oh my God, what, Aren't I done with this what, what isn't this isn't this healed yet and I have to be I have to be the one often yeah and I assume you you feel the same it's like we're in these we're in these roles where we have to let someone know hey you're never done you never done and, that's, yeah, yeah. and that's, that's the beautiful that's the beautiful piece I'm like you don't want to be done because what happens what happens when you're done okay you're ascended and you're now enlightened and what happens you just on this planet and you just what? You'd be bored out of your ever loving tree. I know, right? It's, it's <laughs> right. But to, to, to acknowledge, acknowledge that you're never done. It, there's always, you're here to do the inner work, to heal, to, to learn your lessons, to have these wide variety of experiences and, and have this, this crazy journey. So taking the time to acknowledge that fear, to face that fear, to know what the outcome has been because you've held onto that fear. Is yeah. a real eye opener for people. Is what you've mm-hmm. is what you're thinking. Is there anything else you have on this on this side on this direction of of west that you'd like to speak on, or are we moving to the north?
1: Yeah, let's move into the north. The north is the north is very cool.
0: Okay, I think they're all cool. <laughs> they the, are all cool. <laughs> but yeah. the the north is be open to potential. yes is that it? that's what it's all so, about.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, so the North is held by the hummingbird, right? And the interesting thing and the ancients. So the interesting thing with hummingbird is um, this is a little tiny, like what do they call Like three ounces. Like they're a little, little tiny, tiny bird. And they fly over 500 miles over the ocean with no place to rest to get to Machu Picchu. Right? So there's no back door. There's no back door. Right, so once you commit to a path, right, then you know the whole intention is that is that hummingbird is all about determination. So hummingbird holds the north. However, all, the ancients also hold the north. So the really interesting thing is is that as you move through the the south and the and the west, that's about getting rid of a lot of guck right? Like that's pretty much the pumpkin, a <laughs> scoop of the gunk out of the pumpkin, right? <laughs> it's a bleh! you know? So so that's kind of like let's barf the gross stuff out. Then you step into the north, right, and um you y- there's just there's information that just starts to arrive because when you clear out, you know, l- let's put it this way. Even if in your house, okay, even if, and any if any of you out there listening have done this, if you have gone through your house and done spring cleaning, okay, and if you think back to when you've done that spring cleaning invariably you will see some new opportunity show up not long after that happens because you make space, right? Maybe it's somebody shows up and brings you a gift or whatever it is, or if you've been in, you know, in a business partnership and, you know, and, and somebody, you know, chooses to leave and, and they're now gone and all of a sudden all kinds of opportunities start showing up because that energy was really, was really heavy and was actually keeping opportunities from, from coming in. When you clean stuff out, you make room. And now all of a sudden in the north, you start to see things you never saw before, even though nothing really has changed other than you and your perception, right? So everything in the outside world has pretty much stayed the same, but all of a sudden now your your landscape is wide open. I'll give you an example. And again, this is a super practical, tactical example. So it sounds like it's a little bit like, oh, wow, really? I'm going to sign up for a journey for that? But it can be huge. (laughs) So let me give you an example. My daughter is now living in Australia, in Adelaide. When she first got there, I know. When she first got there, uh, she she wasn't able to work, right? Because she didn't have her visa, and you know she had to go through all the all the proper legal processes and all that kind of stuff. Perfect, great. So here I am, you know, telling the universe, okay, I want to be in service. I am here to be in service. Help me to see how I can serve, and I don't want to do it alone, <laughs> right? so this is how i'm showing up right so i'm I'm giving the universe an ultimatum yeah dude i'm here but don't make me do this alone right um and so in my in my in my first north that i did that was the first thing that came in was like oh my god well brooke's like got nothing to do hello (laughs) she's sitting there twiddling her thumbs that's a resource you know she it's a win for her. She can make money. It's a win for me because I get somebody that can that can play with me in this space and help me out. Like that sounds so small. but for think about a business owner, right? who is sitting there doing it alone, right? Um, and all of a sudden they go through this this process, this journey, and now they have in front of them, because their perception has shifted and because they've released these things that are getting in their way, all of a sudden they see all these opportunities in front of them to help them, to support them, ideas they never had before because they couldn't see, right? So it sounds like it's small, but it can be huge. And it was huge for me. She, she did a lot of great work for me that, you know, I, I'm still doing my day job. So it's like, you know, I, I'm not going to knock it out 20 hours a day. I'm too old for that crap, right? So, so it was fantastic to have somebody who could step in and help me. And I didn't feel like I was alone in what I was doing so so that's just you know one example uh, of what what that can that can look like but it really is opening up your perception once the gunk is gone
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 removing that gunk that allows you the lightness to be to be like the hummingbird who just travels just keeps going with no with no back door no no plan b <laughs> just uh to- yep is to make that journey, to make that trip from a place of determination. And so the the definitely that work is needed. So we move on to the East. Yeah, The East is about choosing your destiny. Mm-hmm. What is this all about? How can you how can you assist people with this direction?
1: Yeah. The East is, uh, the East is amazing. And this is my favorite part as the facilitator and the person that's holding space for the journey. This is actually my favorite part. I love all of it because Mm -hmm. I do love holding space and helping people move through all this stuff. You know, you do the same thing and you're, you're so gifted at that. Um, for, for me, this is my favorite part because it's so powerful every time when somebody just sees it so clearly for themselves and they're just, and they're there and they're ready and they just step in. And it's like, wow, I didn't see that coming. That's awesome. (laughs) You know, like it's just, it's so cool. Um, So the East is held by uh, eagle condor, right? So the the idea in the shamanic um, belief system is when the eagle and the condor fly together in the sky, there will be peace on earth. Um, so, but the, the idea with an eagle and a condor is obviously they're seen from a great height, right? So they're way, way, way above the earth and they're able to see down. So when we talk about the North, you opened up your perception. Now we're actually looking down from a very high point of view at all of the things around you, right? So, so oftentimes people can get very stuck in what their path needs to be based on how they started out, right? They, they believe, oh, if I change my direction that um, that I uh, I failed, right? So I started out and this is how I'm gonna do my business and this is the thing that I'm gonna offer and and it's not working and it's not working and they keep hitting roadblocks and they keep having issues and blah, 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 blah. and And the idea of changing direction, right? Or revisiting what they offer for them is a failure. And so they will not do that. They will continue to bang their head against that brick wall and bleed all over their face rather than change direction and, and be perceived in their own mind as a failure, right? You and I have been have known each other for quite a few months now, Tyson, and you know <laughs> I've changed direction a few times, right? <laughs> because it's like, you know, if it's not in flow, I'm not going in the right direction, right? So So it really, the East is really the ability to see from a very high perspective and really look at, you know, at this point in time, you've done all that other work. So now when you look at it from that point of view, now all of a sudden you can see even more opportunities that you didn't see before. And whether it's business or personal or whatever that happens to be, um, at that point in time, you're ready. You're ready to really see that and step into that. Now, sometimes they will see it and choose not to step into it, but they saw it and they, that choice remains for them. The majority of the time, however, they will step into it in some, in some variation. And it's okay. This is the thing with choice. It's okay to see the choice and not choose it. I, I think that's really important. That is okay. The key is, can you see the choice, right? That's the gift. The gift is if you can even see the choice, because when you can't see it, you can't make a choice, right? Choosing not to do something is not a failure. So so when we see those choices, we can choose what we are what we're gonna do with them. An example of what that looked like for me this was the third journey that I did this year. And again, I said to the universe, okay, help me, help me, you know, thank you for showing me how to be in service. Thank you for showing me how to be in service. But I was challenged because I have my book, the question journey. Okay. Which whose audience is very much around people who are ready to do that personal development work. I also have a program called how to be a rock star, which is very much around corporate. Right. And I was like, you know, again, with with my ultimatum to the universe, Thank you for showing me how to be in service. I don't want to build two platforms. <laughs> right? Like, I don't want to build two audiences, right? I still got my day job. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So, so it's like, you know, this is what I'm putting into the universe, right? So when I did that journey, I am not kidding you. And that's, you know, I call myself an energy integration coach. I channeled that in my East. And it was brilliant because it was like, wow. In that space, I can do both and I don't have to build two audiences. If I'm doing this work, I will pull in elements of the question journey and I will pull in elements of how to be a rock star, and I can merge them together in whatever way makes the most sense. And oh, by the way, it also introduces this capability of helping people how to, use, how to learn how to use energy tools, which I've been doing since I was a kid, right? So so it introduced and, and I saw it and the whole thing was just as clear as day and I was like, whoa. Right. Like, like literally I, it went through me like a wave. I was like, holy crap. So it was very powerful. It was super crystal clear. And you know, like within weeks I had website up and running, like the whole, that's how I, like, I knew, I knew to my cellular level that this was the path. So for me, that was, that was what an East resulted in for me as an example. So that people get for other people, it could just be a realization of, something they've been holding on to in their past that they let go of. And now their life can look different because they're not continuing with that belief system and they show up in a different way. And it may not be transformational from a business point of view. It may be very much transformational from a personal point of view. But yeah, it, it's, a, it's a very, very powerful process. And every single time when I see where people land, it's such a beautiful thing. It's such a beautiful thing.
0: Well, well let me ask you what, just so people understand the... The difference. What is it? What is it like now? What is it, what does it mean to you to now have that certainty of, oh, right now that this is the path. This is the the direction that life's guiding me in. What does that mean for you now? And compare that to earlier on when you when you might be confused or you might not know what path, or you might be in, in doubt, or whatever it is. So what does it mean to you to now create that shift and, and at least have that confidence and certainty?
1: Yeah, it, there's, there's a bunch of things in there. So, so on the personal side, confidence and certainty is important. Like that, you know, you say that and, and that is fundamental, right? I, having absolute confidence and certainty in what you're doing. Um, for me, it meant I, I felt aligned, right? It, I was no longer at war within myself about these two things that I wanted to bring to the table the universe showing me things on both sides, right? Like I would have people call me and they would be talking about this rock star thing. And I'd be like, Oh, that's where my energy needs to go. And then all of a sudden I've would people buying a whole bunch of books and I'd be going, Oh, that's where my energy needs to go. Right. And so bringing that together and allowing me to be aligned is fundamental to my being able to stand in my power in that. It also creates, when your energy is aligned, it creates a massive momentum, right? So, When, when your energy is not aligned, when what you're thinking and what you're saying and what you're doing and what your actual, you know, what your soul space is, is not aligned, you're fragmented and you cannot bring all that energy together and create a forward momentum. You're basically all off chasing all kinds of things all over the place. And your energy is all over the place. So when you bring all that energy in and it's aligned and you can go and it is all there, that is amazing. I mean, that is amazingly powerful. So that's one piece of it. The other piece of it is, is that when you have that alignment and when you create that energy and that momentum, it attracts energy. So all of a sudden things start to show up, right? So people start to show up, opportunities start to show up, conversations start to show up and, and, you know, ideas start to show up. So, so for me, it's that creative space, right? Where it's just like, things are just like bang, 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 you know, and I love that. I mean, (laughs) I don't know about you, but I love that flow. I love that energy. I love the creative space. I love that feeling of just being on purpose, right? So, does that answer the question?
0: We're gonna say yes. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely, definitely. Can you tell
1: him a little passionate about this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's that's the that's the byproduct of being in that flow, being in the in your alignment is is that passion, and I feel that I feel the same, and you know, so many people on this entrepreneurial journey will also feel the same when they have, they know what it's like to be in alignment. They know what it's like to be on purpose and be like, nothing else really matters. It feels like this is why I'm here. And it feels like this is my my gift I'm here to give to the world. And so I don't think there's anything more important than that. And the more inner work you can do to create clarity around it, to give yourself that confidence and certainty gives you the, it gives you the opportunity to take steps and leaps that require courage. That if you didn't do this in a work, you might not have the courage to take the uncertain step. Right. But if you have, if you do this in a work and you realize, Oh, all of this is aligned towards this, I've sort of I've overcome or or at least acknowledged these sort of fears and I've started to realign with my true purpose all of a sudden I now have the confidence to take this leap or to tell this person something or to promote this one thing or to whatever it is and then as you say the momentum starts to take care of itself and then you just your Your new job is to just unfold what's revealing within you and then and then handle what's being presented in front of you. And I think that there's, there's nothing more important than the unfoldment of that. It'll just unfold for you. You don't necessarily have to do anything for it. But anyone who's looking to um, get more of this, to go deep on this on these cardinal directions and to find more of that confidence and, and certainty in their purpose and on their path, uh, where can they find out more about it? How can they reach out and connect more with you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can absolutely find me at the dot com. Um, I'm on Instagram at uh, question journey and facebook.com the question journey. So find me. I'd love to talk to you. Awesome. Absolutely.
0: Well, I know they would because you're awesome to talk to. That's why I love getting on calls with you and love having you in the serving circle because you just offer such a great energy of service. And it just comes from so much experience of clearly you've done a lot of the work and, um, and now you're in your purpose, giving your guidance and, and spreading your light. So it's, it's an absolute pleasure. Uh, what else do you have for us? And for this, for the audience listening right now, in terms of takeaways, some insights and things to remind themselves, uh, What's also in your heart do you feel called to share that would make this feel complete?
1: Um, you know, I guess I guess the analogy that comes to mind for me, uh, and I often think about it this way, is is that if your life feels like you're standing on the beach with the surfboard stuck in the sand, and the waves are hitting you with your surfboard stuck in the sand, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're you're just gonna get crushed. Or you have the choice to go out into the water and put your butt on the surfboard and ride the waves. So when I say that, what I mean is you have you have built the belief system and, and let's call it the box of beliefs and stories around your life right now. And I, I, I try to blow my box up on a regular basis, let's be real. So we have this box of beliefs and stories that currently are in our life. What I would ask you to do as a takeaway is to take a half a step back every day, breathe, And and just not be going full bore into everything you do. And with that half a step, I would ask you to become aware. And in that awareness, what I would ask you to do is to say, does this feel good for me? Does this make me feel light, right? Does eating this food make me feel good? Does, you know, doing all this running around make me feel good? Does going to meet that person for coffee make me feel good? Does hanging around with that particular group make me feel good? Does doing this in my business make me feel good? And start asking yourself those questions and feel how light or heavy it is in your body and start to be more discerning around where you choose to spend your time and energy. And don't do the things that feel heavy. That, that would be the biggest takeaway. That, that's something that somebody can do right now to start to shift themselves out of where they are.
0: Cool. So stop doing what feels heavy. Do more of what feels light. In your body and start to discern the difference. I love it, Trish. Thank you so much for your uh, for your insights, your guidance, your wisdom. Everyone, reach out to Trish, even if it's just for a chat and uh, and and as a connection. She'll definitely love to have a chat with you. So, Trish, thanks for being here. We appreciate it.
1: Always my pleasure. Thank you so much, Tyson.
0: Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart-centered business owner. You know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, how may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships so together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.